0: On the Choose to Think podcast, I will encourage and empower you to engage and optimize your best thought life in practical, meaningful ways so that you can live day by day in joy, peace, and God's purpose despite all externals. This is Victoria, and welcome back to the Choose to Think podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Nobody likes to make mistakes, trip up, fail, or miss a shot. Goofing up once is one thing, but goofing up repeatedly and driving your mind and thoughts into a pretty deep pit is quite another. Today on the show, I share a story about my recent experience at the Bluegrass States Games, the pickleball tournament, which was held in Lexington, Kentucky, and the five lessons I learned about having the proper mindset and thought patterns during play. Now, before play, we must be physically ready, rested, and well-energized. During play, we need to do these five things to come out a real, quote, winner. Number one, foster an appropriate response to failure. Two, be present and not outcome-focused. Three, be intentional about each play or each shot. Four, breathe to relax. And five, have fun after play we need to assess and learn and then move on well these same techniques help us in any area of life where we are aiming for success perhaps you're launching a new business or stepping into a new job or position maybe you're just about to have a baby your very first one and you feel clueless you only know that you want to be an a plus kind of mom Perhaps you've got this particular goal in mind, a dream of sorts that you keep hammering away at, but it seems to elude you. Whatever obstacles you're facing, the very best place to start is to make sure that you are watching your thought life very carefully. Proverbs 4.23 says, carefully guard your thoughts because they are the source of true life. Well, in this episode, you'll hear me share a list of about seven to eight toxic thoughts that I kept repeating during tournament play that ultimately impacted my emotions and feelings and negatively affected the outcomes of the game for me, for me and my partner. Plus, I share with you portions of what I call my listening journal. It's kind of like a prayer journal. But if you'd like a copy of the prayer that I wrote or the actual, you know, what I felt like God was telling me or downloading to me about this experience, you'll find the link for the free download in the show notes. Plus, I also designed a special themed t-shirt for you based on this episode that I need to wear in any future tournaments where I play. (laughs) That's for sure. And it says, Made to Persevere. And that means, you know what perseverance is, that's the eye of the tiger. We never give up. We're going to keep doing this and we're going to get better and better as we go. We're not going to let our mistakes get the best of us and our failures. Well, this t-shirt will make a great gift for someone going through a hard time and you can get it on Amazon. My affiliate link is in the show notes. So please check it out. And now on with the show. I am going to share with you today a personal experience that I had recently on the pickleball court. And let's just say that this experience, it just happened recently actually, and I am learning a ton. So this weekend was the Bluegrass States games. And that is, if you're not familiar with that, that's, they have all kinds of different sports and people come to play in these Bluegrass States game. I believe they start on Friday and on, I don't, I think they end on Sunday. So and it was just this past weekend, and I enrolled and registered to play with a partner in the pickleball tournament. We were going to play women's doubles. They have pickleball, in case you don't know, and a lot of people have never heard of pickleball. They have no idea what pickleball is. And I want to show you a picture. Maybe you can see this. This this part right here that's in blue is an is an actual tennis court. And inside of that, the green that you see, that is the size of a pickleball court. So it's much smaller than an actual tennis court. And the in tennis, of course, you use a racket. In pickleball, you use what's called a, some people call it a racket, but it's, I guess, better fitting would be a paddle. And then this is a pickleball. If you can see that, where I can put it. And this particular one is for outdoor play. There are, I think I have another one, um, very similar, but the, the size of the holes varies a little bit. So some are built for indoor play and the holes are much larger and others are built for outdoor play with smaller holes because of the wind. So it makes the ball a little bit heavier. And so basically pickleball is, it's taking the country by storm and it is a sport for every single age group which is so fun. I absolutely love playing pickleball. I used to be such a big tennis fan and now I'm a total convert to to pickleball. And part of it is the social group that I've developed and all the friendships from this group in Frankfort, Kentucky where I play the most. And so it's kind of like a combination of racquetball, ping pong and tennis. I guess we could say that all wrapped up in one, maybe even handball in there, if if you will. But it's very fast paced and which to me makes it so fun. Typically a game is played until 11, 11 points and you have to score to actually earn the point. And they're all kind of funky little rules that are a little bit different than what you might have say in tennis. For example, if you are receiving the ball, then um, let's say your opponents are serving, and so if my partner is back further back to receive the serve, and I would be standing, say, up to what's called the kitchen line or this no volley zone area on the court, one partner would see your caddy corner like that. So I let's say I'm standing there, and and my my mate, my teammate, is taking the serve, receiving the serve. And the person serving our opponents accidentally hit me, they get a point for that. I mean, how weird is that? That seems like totally not fair. So yeah, you learn these things the hard way. I remember I was hit once and I'm like, okay, do over or whatever. And they're like, no, we get the point. And I'm like, what? So that makes you want to duck a lot just in case that ball looks like it's coming for you. You got to duck out of the way, but I was just playing yesterday and I have a little ponytail like this and I could tell the ball was soaring my way. And so I ducked really quickly to get out of the way because I knew it was gonna go out. And don't you know, it just kind of clipped the top of my hair, point for them, it counted. So you kind of learn some of these quirky rules as you go. And although this is a wiffle ball, it can really, really hurt. I play in Frankfurt with what we call the, they're kind of like the bomb squad. And there are by far more men than women playing in this particular group. And so these guys, they're like 3.5 players and above. And by the way, it's ranked, I think it starts at two and goes to five. And but they're very, very good and very consistent. And if you get hit with a ball, it can, it can really, it can bruise you. It can leave a lumps, big red marks and tattoo you with the little holes. And, you know, I've been hitting my leg like that and you learn to kind of don't, it is a wiffle ball, so, you know, bucket up buttercup. That's what they, somebody told me that once, you know, like suck it up buttercup. I'm like, okay, <laughs> but it hurts. But anyway, so so here I am. I, I've been playing pickleball for now, I guess over a year and a half and just absolutely love it. It's so fast paced, like I was saying a moment ago. It it, you know, and before you know it, it's over, and then you change partners and then you go at it again. In tennis, sometimes as I play, there's a lot of hurry up and wait and chasing the balls and so forth. But with pickleball, it's much quicker, the games go faster, you change partners a lot. It's just a lot of fun. It's very engaging and I've absolutely enjoyed this. It's a great cardiovascular exercise. You, you know, in Kentucky, we're just sweating our guts out because sometimes it's so hot outside and humid, but then you feel like, okay, I'm detoxing that way. So I, I just couldn't say how much I love it. So I, I decided to, to, my partner and I enrolled and registered for this pickleball tournament, the portion of the Bluegrass States games. And if I could even explain to you just how excited I was about that day. And, which was Saturday. And I was like smiling. I couldn't stop smiling. I could not wait to get on the court. I just had these visions that we were going to sweep that entire tournament and take them by storm. Now they do categorize you by age. And so of course we went into the 50 and over. And by the way, pickleball is good for everybody. It is good for the young, my kids like playing it. I've got my boys now playing a little bit. And then no matter how old, there's a lady who plays, I think she's 84 and she comes out and plays. So it's, many churches are doing this as well and it's just so much fun and if you play you'll see why but at any rate um, the, the whole reason I'm even sharing this by the way and I should have started with this is because number one I want you to see that I am a real person and I have faults and I have struggles and obviously I'm in the choose to think ministry that's my business that's what I preach that's what I teach But I wanted to use this as an example to show you that I also have to practice what I preach and that sometimes I also get stuck in toxic thinking, maybe not stuck there, but I begin to engage toxic thoughts. And this pickleball tournament is case in point of what happened to me when I started engaging and energizing a whole bunch of toxic thoughts. And so I wanted to share that with you so you could see a real life example, a recent example of how I too have to take my thoughts captive and the impact of not taking my thoughts captive actually cost us the the tournament and cost us some wins as a team. And then number two, I'm going to share at the end of this video, five tips that to encourage you, five tips that might help you in your journey. And you, it may not be pickleball that we're talking about, but just some sort of life lesson to remind you that when the stakes seem high, there there's probably there's there's a a good way to do things and then a not so good way to do things and i'm hoping that you can apply the lessons that i learned this past weekend to actually any situation in your life and some of them may be much more serious than simply a pickleball tournament in kentucky in 2021 so um first off it, you know, the, the, as I was saying that the day was going so well. I was so excited and I made sure I was doing all the things that you need to do physically. I felt like I was very physically fit and ready. I, my partner and I had practiced considerably the week leading up to the tournament. We were ready to go. I made sure that I got good rest that night. I was hydrated. I had all the things I needed, all the food, the energy, everything. I was good to go, all systems straight ahead and eager and I was excited. I will tell you that I was very much out. I was very much focused on winning. And, and part of the reason was because I've been dealing a lot with declarations and manifestations and and pondering all of that. And what does that mean? And, and so I kept seeing us, my partner and I as winning and just sweeping this tournament and that, kind of set me up for focusing on the outcome I didn't realize that I was actually doing that but after the fact I was like I was so focused on winning that I forgot to stay focused during but at any rate we get there we start practicing and right when I got on the court that I I I've, I've I i do not know why but I I felt off and, and maybe we were just hitting back and forth. It was a little windy. The courts were temporary courts with temporary nets, which we're not used to playing on. We'd never played there before. And so basically they took a tennis court and they put two pickleball courts going crossways on the court with the actual tennis net in the middle and separating both the pickleball courts it's hard to imagine and then you have to add lines to it on both sides or both ends of the pickleball court but they had done that and so the lines were a little bit tricky there were a lot of lines and the white line that is normally indicating the no volley zone or the kitchen line which is close it's on both sides of the pickleball net that line is usually white But in this case, it was a light green and it was about two feet in front of what it was the tennis ball white line. This is very difficult to explain without a visual, but all that to say, the lines were a little funky. It wasn't an actual pickleball court and um, the net was also temporary. So they have another rule that if the ball hits the net and goes over, but it hits the bar on the temporary net below, it doesn't count. So things like that, that normally if your ball hits the net and goes over, it's your point if you serve. So we had to kind of adjust to that. The weather was fairly nice, although it rained on and off. So there was some stopping and going and delaying and it was a little bit windy. Also, I have never ever played in a tournament before. And I'm used to playing with people I know and we have a lot of laughs and we kid around a lot and we talk during and so this was entirely different in the area where we were playing there were four pickleball courts. Active and then some people could kind of sit on the outside of those courts and and even in the across the middle and. There weren't like a lot of spectators, but a few of the people from Frankfurt had come to show support for other people. We weren't the only ones from Frankfurt playing in the actual tournament there. Matter of fact, um, Paul and Doug, who play in Frankfurt, they actually won their division in, I think it was 3.5 men's doubles they won they came away with the gold medal so that was really exciting for them there were some spectators there that's kind of the background of the actual um what it was like and so but I was just a teeny bit off I knew I was off I but I wasn't willing to admit that I was off because once you say I'm off then that kind of tumbles you know your thoughts in the wrong direction and so I just thought oh man, the jitters want to work that out and then we kept hitting and hitting and practicing and all that was well and good and so the way that the tournament was dev- was designed is is we would do um let's see we had a round robin pool where we played We played four matches and then based on the results of those matches, those four matches, we would then be seated for the actual tournament play. So the first four rounds would, would go to 11 points and break by one like you only had to win by one and then the actual tournament play actually those games would go to 15 points and you had to win by two points, which we had never played a 15 point game either. So there were a lot of novelties and new things about this particular tournament that I'd never experienced before. I'm not making excuses, trust me. I totally embarrassed myself on this day. But anyway, so so I just shook it off and thought, okay, it's gonna be okay, it's gonna be okay. And so we get into that first game and I don't remember how the score ticked up. All I know is that the ending result was we had three points and they had 11. And, and okay, okay, okay. That's done. That's over. Let's go for the next one. We played the next game. We lost again. It was three points to 11. <sighs> okay. So my frustration is now rising and, and I'm still just trying to what's going on? What's going on with my thoughts? What am I doing? What am I really thinking here? This isn't turning out the way I had planned, but we kind of laughed it off. And we thought, okay, we're just going to blow the, the pool and yeah, we'll have a lower seed. but then they'll think we're not good. And we'll come back in the real, when it really counts and we'll really just blow them away. So we laughed a little bit about that. I'll also say that in the first match, when we finally did score a point, I think they had us eight to zero when we scored our first point and I screamed. And um, which this was nothing like say Wimbledon where there's like silence and you can't even, you know, say anything. It was nothing like that. But I suppose there is a pickleball etiquette and a tournament etiquette. And probably that wasn't the place for me to do that. But I was so excited that we scored that first point and I felt entitled. I'm like, we got to yell. We got to get excited. I was also trying to incite myself and just say, like, OK, we got a point. And so anyway, there was that one little embarrassing moment where I wasn't exactly, you know, I just did that. Whatever. Um, second game, three to eleven. Third game, three to eleven. And then happened something that has never happened before in the year and a half in which I've been playing pickleball. I cried, I bawled. Here I am, a grown woman crying over a pickleball game in the Bluegrass States games at a tournament. (sighs) My poor partner, I don't know, Kathleen is her name. I don't know how she quite managed me this day. She was playing her normal self and she played very well. And I totally choked, totally choked. So she pulls me aside as we're walking, you know, off the court and, and and she's trying to console me. I'm like, I don't know what's wrong with me. I just have no idea what's wrong with me. I've played in plenty of tournaments all my life. I played sports in high school. I played, you know, tennis, like fun doubles kind of stuff and um, very competitive. I, I, you know, I just didn't know. I was out of my, I, I don't know what was going on. So, okay, that was over. We went to our fourth round we lost that one. Uh, I think it was, we had them, I believe it was six to zero, something like that. And then they came back and won 11 to six. And by this time I'm fit to be tied. And I am so self-focused, so consumed with with this losing and losing streak. And also very childish. And at the end of every pickleball game, All the players walk to the net and you just tap your rackets like this. You just tap your rackets and you say, good job, good game, something like that. You know, it was such a poor sport. And I would go and I wouldn't even look at them because how was I going to say good game? It was a horrible game. And I was not having any fun at all. (sighs) This is embarrassing a little bit to share this, but I really want you to see that you know, I just had a little kink and things to learn in my life and things to learn about my thoughts. I'm, you know, I even, I keep a, what I call a, um, a a listening journal. My friend Pamela gave me this. It says, change your thoughts and you'll change the world. I love that. And um, anyway, so each morning or I try every morning, I try to record what I think God might, how God might encourage me. So after I do my devotions, my studies, my writing and all of that, I, I liked to sit and just see if maybe God would drop something in my heart. And on the day of this pickleball tournament, this is what I wrote as if God is speaking to me. And and this is what I was imagining that he might be saying, play pickleball with all your heart. Enjoy this day, daughter. I'm with you. That's it. That's all I wrote on that day. Um, what I wrote the next day, I'll read you in a moment, was totally different. But... Um, Anyway, I know that he must have been working in all of this and that you know when, when God allows you to bend like this, He's probably got a pretty big lesson for you to, to pick up on. And I don't want to miss the lessons that He's trying to teach me. I will say that much. So um, So then we go into, we have a little bit of a break, we eat a little bit, and then we're ready for, for the single elimination actual play. And of course, because we were seated low, because we didn't win any of our four games matches in the round robin, then we had to play the harder teams. Okay, and I will say that that game went much better than the four other games. And I seem to correct a little bit on, on how I was playing. And I think we lost that game 15 to 12. So I felt a lot better about that game, at least. It's just that we still lost and then we were out. And then I had to leave the place and drive back home and figure out what the heck just happened. And from there, I studied a little bit about about mindset. I also, I wrote down the thoughts that I was having because that's one of the techniques that I use with coaching clients. I help take them through, you know, you gotta know what you're thinking about in order to correct that thinking take those thoughts captive if you you don't know what you're thinking about how do you possibly take those thoughts captive so I realized that these were the thoughts that I was saying during this tournament I'm playing horribly I can't get a shot over the net I keep hitting the balls out that dreaded white line is messing with me. You know, the white line that was really a tennis line, but is the traditional color for the, for the no volley zone line or the kitchen line. Um, And then I was telling myself, I'm not on my game, which was the very thought that I had when we were warming up. I'm just not on. Oh my gosh, I'm not on. Um, I'm off, right? Um, I'm an embarrassment to our Frankfurt people. Those folks who had come to watch us, I felt like, they were probably so embarrassed of my behavior, my poor sportsmanship, my handling this loss after loss after loss. And I don't know, they were nothing but supportive. I can tell you that they were very kind and encouraging and all of that, but it was, that was just a thought I had. Um, Why am I playing like this? This isn't my best game. This, um, this court seems so short. I remember thinking I kept hitting them out and I'm like, going on. The court must be short. It seemed so short to me. And really, I was just hitting them out. And um, uh, and then I was thinking, we are better than these other ladies. This is not fun. I had that thought. Um, So uh, anyway, those were some of the thoughts that I was thinking. And I needed a way to reframe those. And so I did a little bit of research and studying on what would have been a better quote, sports mindset. And then I came up with these five tips. The, really what I'm trying to share with you in the process is that, um, number one, my what it, I had to analyze my response to failure and how I dealt with failure. Number two, be present as you play. Be present, be in the moment. Number three, focus and be intentional. Number four, breathe and then number five, have fun, which I obviously wasn't doing. So my response to failure was when I would engage those those negative thoughts, the more I said I'm off, the more I became off. The more I was saying I can't get it over the net, I couldn't get it over the net, and I didn't get it over the net. And I, I, for, I felt because I was so f- focused on winning, I was not playing in the present moment. And I was so focused on winning that I wasn't able to deal with every time I made a bad shot or hit it into the net or hit it out or didn't get my serve in. I'm a fairly consistent player. And I think if I served 100 serves, I I might hit fewer than 10 out. On this day, I had hit, I hit three serves out in one day and we served very little because you have to serve to score and we scored very low. So that shows you just, just, it just, but, but the, the point is, is that I energized every single negative thought I had while I was trying to get the balls over. I kept giving them life and giving them energy. And instead I should have had a different thought that much like when I play in Frankfurt, when we're just having fun is to say, "Mm, I missed that one. Okay, I'll get the next one and stay present and stay present as I play and stay intentional. Each shot that I run up against, I should have just been intentional and focused on that shot. There was one point when I breathed, I tried to you know, take a deep breath and just calm myself down. I should have done that more. Another thing we could have done more that kind of goes along the lines of breathing and de-stressing would be to have taken some of our timeouts. I didn't even know we got timeouts, but apparently in tournament play, you're allowed two timeouts. And so we could have strategically used those, but we, we weren't accustomed to that. And we just chose not to do that. And then the last thing was having fun. And I totally, because I was so focused on winning, i really forgot to have fun. Because I was so results focused in that case, I forgot to be intentional about each shot. And because I was so focused on winning and obviously the shots I was making weren't taking us to that goal, then I was defeating myself just with all of those toxic thoughts even. in fact, it's the same thing I tell my students in the spanish classroom at university they'll come to me and they'll say oh professor walker i've got to get an a in this class or i've got to pass this class or my parents are going to kill me or i won't get the transfer credit or a thousand other becauses right or why i have to pass this class and and they sometimes they come early in the term i'm like oh why are we thinking about that the way to pass the class is to do the things every day that you need to do the way to win a pickleball game is to focus on every single shot. Let the result take care of itself. And so that's another thing that I learned. Now, what I wrote in my listening journal the next day says something like this. So it was just as if the Lord were telling me this, I've set you free from fear, from sin, and I give you rest. You are mine, even when you fail, even when you miss a shot. When you act childishly, when you get mad at yourself, when you whine and complain, when you lose every game, when you compare yourself, when you're jealous, when you feel sorry for yourself, when you're defeated or discouraged or disappointed, when you're sad, you are still mine and my plans for you don't change. You are in a daily fight, but the battle is mine. You are human. I think I forgot I was human. You are human. Imperfect, I also forgot that. And you're fragile, but with my spirit, you're spiritually strong to overcome and face all foes. I shine in the shadows. I have your back. And I want you to learn and to grow and to die to your flesh and to depend on me more and more with each passing day. I love you too much to allow harmful mindsets and attitudes to become ordinary and familiar to you. Stand up and dust off. Get your thoughts right. Count your blessings and give thanks in everything. Choose to think. So those are some of the lessons that I learned playing pickleball in my first tournament. and. I hope that I can report to you next year, if God allows me to play next year, God willing, in the same tournament that I do much better and that I don't stay stuck in that those, my thoughts got the best of me. So I hope you're encouraged by this and I hope that you kind of maybe see me or get to know me in a a new way. I'm just a little old lady over here, little mama, nana having fun with this ministry, trying to encourage others, other women in their faith, and trying to encourage you to choose to think as well. It, it's not always perfect, and sometimes it's messy, but if you'll try, I'll keep trying, and I think that's it. So until next time, Dios primero y que Dios te bendiga. Hopefully this candid experience that I shared on the pickleball court has helped you to realize that I'm a human being just like you. And though my heart consistently exercises the art and discipline of taking my thoughts captive, sometimes my thoughts do get the best of me fortunately, I've learned enough not to stay stuck there. And I also hope that my experience encourages your heart, especially if you're in a bit of a tailspin right now. You can borrow my prayer. Remember, you can snag the download. Forgive yourself, learn a few lessons, replace those toxic thoughts with truthful ones, and then move on. Keep at it. Let's you and I together commit to living our best thought lives. That's a wrap brain changer. Thank you so much for tuning in and say, if you like what you hear, please consider sharing this link to the show with a friend or a family member who you think might be encouraged by the inspiring and hope-filled messages that I try to put out every single week. So thank you so much for your support. And until next time, Dios primero y que Dios te bendiga. Ciao.